Rojo Show, episode 85. I suppose that's somewhat uh, symbolic because I was born in 85. Even if it's not, we're just going to go with it. Um, episode 85, Rojo Show podcast. I haven't been here in a while. We haven't spoken in a while, so there's a lot of things we have to talk about. Well, not really. I mean, I'm not going to do a really long like going back in time to reference about a a lot of topics. I'm not going to go back and talk about Kanye cuz I guess there's new Kanye stuff to talk about. There's always Kanye stuff to talk about. And not the good kind of stuff I would like to talk about Kanye about. Like it's not like he just knocked my head off with some crazy beat or it's not like his wife is posing some scrumptious pictures online or on social media. He's just doing Kanye shit. And I guess it was okay in the beginning because he wasn't toying with my emotions specifically. Um, but he's just irresponsible with a lot of the shit he's saying and a lot of shit he's doing and a lot of the, um, I don't want to say platform because platform is such an overused word. But he's not doing what he could with the attention that he garners. That's for sure, for sure. But there's been talk about him recently going on the Joe Rogan podcast. I try not to talk about other podcasts on my podcast. But the Joe Rogan podcast is one that one that I listen to a decent amount. And for better or worse, because there are definitely some episodes where you can tell that Joe Rogan is just a rich white guy. And then there's other episodes where, you know, um, the facade of him enjoying marijuana. And I don't want to say facade because facade seems like or makes it comes off like it's it's false or it's, it's not real or it's some way uh, it's in some way disingenuous. I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that in him talking openly and honestly, sometimes his privilege pokes, his, his privilege pokes through. And I don't know if he knows that all the time. I don't, I, he may be one of those white guys that doesn't acknowledge white privilege would be, would be, which would be another issue. Um, and then I also have an issue with the, the quote unquote kinds of black guys he has on there. First off, <coughs> Joe Rogan's black, his friends are white. And I say that, um, Half joking, but also just recognizing his surroundings and who he seems to um, keep close to him and the way they come across. They come across as his only bridge into this this urban Negro world. And that that even that may come across. I, I, I keep trying to I keep apologizing, attempting to spare people's feelings and I just have to I just have to bank on two things. I have to bank on one that if they hear this, they are objective enough to in some way see what I'm saying um and and at least get where I'm coming from and two that if I were to see them in public that they would be willing to have an open and honest conversation about what I said, wherein I am always willing to admit fault or fit, admit misunderstanding um, or admit, you know, uh, just, you know, some level of ignorance to a subject. 
But generally, the things that I say and the things that I express vocally come from a honest (coughs) and and sincere place based on the things that I have experienced and seen in my life. And I am one to say I have seen a lot of shit. So there's that. Um, uh, don't want him to go on a Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, okay. So what I say about that, like, if you're a fan of Joe Rogan, um, like young Jamie and Brendan Schaub, unfortunately are probably like his, his most connected to the urban world friends. And that's fucking sad. And now Kanye is going to go on there and if I know Joe Rogan the way I know Joe Rogan, which is not personally, <clears throat> but if you listen to hundreds of hours of someone talking and supposedly freely expressing themselves, you should feel like you can make some assumptions based on the information you have gathered over that time. Um, I think he's going to talk to Kanye and in some way he's going to Kanye is going to be like a, like he's like a like I don't want to say a zoo animal. But he's learning about Kanye as he's attempting to to conversate and retort respectfully. And his lack of knowledge of Kanye West um, through the years, it, 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 number one, it scares me. And number two, it's going to bother me if Joe Rogan is the one that gets to call Kanye on his bullshit not necessarily being someone who appreci- who fully appreciates what Kanye brings to the culture and how he's fucking it up. Or how he's alienating it. Um, and I think that's important. I think whoever talks to Kanye needs to be able to draw the connection from the things he's saying now, the type of attention he's garnering now, the people that are repeating the things that he's saying now versus I don't even I don't even have to say I don't even have to say college dropout Kanye because I think a lot of people I don't want that to be I don't want to run to that like people run to reasonable doubt or people run to people's first albums because nobody um can be held accountable to their first album. Or not not held accountable to it, but like no one should be no one's first album should be used as a mirror to in some way like degrade who they are now or their work now because as any person will tell you as any artist will tell you your first album is really an amalgamation of your whole life of everything you've done to that point and then every album after that has to be something else something else you've done something else you've experienced something else you've lived which is why i don't necessarily fault artists for taking two or three years off between projects because you've got to find something else to talk about you got to bring us some more information and if you're if you're just regurgitating the same information over and over and over and over again then i mean i should i should just listen to your old albums um the other thing that's bothering me about kanye is all this twitter shit man like like, Drake addressed you on wax. Multiple times. And Pusha T, Pusha T is a good nigga. He tried to defend you as best he could. 
But even he on another podcast I listen to, but I'm not going to big up right now. Even he admits to not being able to to understand, not being able to cooperate, not be, and, and that's the correct use of that word. Relax, and and not being able to um, participate in the types of relationship shenanigans that you and um, Drake apparently that that Drake and Kanye apparently engage in. Look, um, I have friends. And I have enemies, but um, see, <coughs> five years ago, ten years ago, maybe you were able to acknowledge that men live with a different sword over their head than women. What do I mean by that? I'm going to tell you right now. Um, if a woman walks into a store, into a restaurant, and decides, I want my food right now, and cuts the line, and pushes people out of the way, and talks to the waitress any kind of way, or the, the, the waitress or whoever's taking the order, talks to them any kind of way, um, you know, just is being a real... Is being a real just bitch. That's what she is. She's a bitch. She's a cunt. She's just she's an asshole. She's out of pocket. She's out of line. Blah 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 blah. All these things that she can still walk away from. If a man walks into a store, if I walk into Starbucks and I decide I want my coffee now. And I push through people and I get up to the front register and I want my dark roast, blah, blah, blah. I, if I'm smart, I have to understand that if I push past the wrong motherfucker, he will whoop my ass. He will slap the shit out of me. He'll grab me by my collar and say, hey, I think you need to get back in line. I think the line's back there. Some level of physical reckoning and i'm not talking about abuse i'm not talking about a spanking because even in conversation with children even when disciplining children you you are still you are still leveraging discipline even if it's not physical you're still leveraging discipline and at some level we we recognize this in we definitely recognize this in the hospital, right? Because people get restrained, people get wrestled down and sedated. So we obviously know that there is a threat of physical uh, physicality from any from any life form, right? You know, people can I pet your dog? Does it bite? Well, it's got teeth, motherfucker, so it can bite. Uh, humans have limbs. Human have humans have muscles. Um, we have the ability to defend ourselves. So anyone can defend themselves. And if someone feels disrespected, there should always be that threat of them defending themselves. You understand what I'm saying? So um, men, for, for a long time, now, now this, this very primordial, this very base level understanding of physical consequences amongst men, because, and I, 
I don't want to get into the whole against women thing because you know at some at, at one point you could hit a woman with a stick if it wasn't bigger than your finger. But at any rate, um, Pusha T still lives under a code of at a certain point you might just get your ass whooped. Or at a certain point, I don't have to fuck with this nigga if I don't like him, if I don't disagree with him, if I don't buy his bullshit, if I don't subscribe to his way of thinking. I don't have to fuck with him, and that's okay. That's okay. But Kanye and Drake, just a couple years younger, are from a, from a school of thought where you just got to get through it. You just gotta, you just gotta show tolerance, right? But the when you say tolerance, I believe the the root word of tolerance is tolerate. And who wants to be tolerated? Do you understand what I'm saying? So just just those couple years between Pusha T being, I, I believe Pusha is like 40, 41, 42. Kanye is 36, 38, something like that. Or maybe, maybe Kanye is... How old is Kanye? Kanye is 41. Okay, so Kanye... Kanye and... and um, Kanye and Pusha are around the same age. Which is why I think it's baffling to Pusha for Kanye to act this way. But at the same time, Pusha being from the streets and also being a part of the industry early, I guess he also understands why he would feel the need to toe the line, why he would feel the need to play both sides of the fence. But even that goes to a certain extent. Like, I'm not just going, at some point, I'm, I got to be like, look, I'm good. I'm good. That may be where I am with R. Kelly. I might just be good, okay? Now, I did a show, I did a podcast a year ago talking about Kells because it had just came out. He had this compound in Atlanta, and he might have been hiding some chicks down there and, you know, quote-unquote holding, holding them against their will. And, um... I don't want to say yada, 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 but so on and so forth. Things that as a young man in Chicago, I have heard for years. And that doesn't make it right. This isn't the same as people whispering about Bill Cosby giving bitches pills for years. I mean, there was a certain time where you knew where Kells would be. I have dated girls who were excited to go hang out at R. Kelly's apartment. Or not not his apartment, at his crib out in the burbs. He had parties where he invited a bunch of bitches. And bitches were hyped to go. Does that mean that they deserved any kind of... that that that, That they should have just been subject to whatever went on at those parties? No. But, why does R. Kelly have years and years and years of these women that he's done this to. 
you only got to get uh, you you only got to go into anaphylactic shock from eating a peanut once to know that you're allergic to peanut butter and that you should probably stay away from it. A lot of it has to do with these parents. A lot of these parents is looking at a payday. Like, yo, you got yourself in a bad situation. There's really only one way to come out of this and, uh, you know, somewhat be able to call it a win. And that would be to get some bread out of it. But that bread don't last forever, bro. You know how much bread you got to get to be able to forget being sexually assaulted? I don't. I tell you this. If I ever got sexually assaulted, um, I'd have to continue getting money. I'd have to get I'd have to be guaranteed a certain amount of money every month. And then I would need extra for nights that I woke up and remember shit. I would need your direct line so I can call you and say, hey, I remember what your breath smelled like. I need a, I need more. I need an extra. I need a drop in the account right now. Like there's no amount of money. There's no amount of money. I don't know if I I don't know if I won't feel away hearing an R. Kelly song. I want to watch the documentary, but I don't want to watch it because from what I've heard and everybody's been talking about it, I haven't heard much new information. Now, the new information I have heard is really just creepy shit that I want to know, like just specifics like this nigga had a makeshift bedroom in the studio like, you know, uh Apparently there's a story about the writing of the You Are Not Alone of the You Are Not Alone song. Um one of the chicks claimed that he uh he pulled a futon out in a gym with a Space Jam poster on the wall <coughs> after reading the I believe after singing the I believe I can fly joint. I want to hear stuff like that. But like all of like the real information, like I mean I I know that. I I was riding a red line when they were selling copies of the R. Kelly tape. I was on the red line. The nigga would come through the doors. He would have a bag. He would have baggies of chews. He'd have fruities. He might have some socks. That was when you could get 10 lighters for $5. <coughs> the cheap crackhead lighters, like not like Bix or nothing. Um... You know, he might have mace and pepper spray on him. This was back when they could, like, really sell shit. He had socks. Then he might have uh, batteries. Oh, remember needing batteries? And then he had all that. But he also had the R. Kelly sex tape on DVD. Look, it was DVD copies. It was also VHS copies. Straight up. In the words of my man, 21, on God. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but I ain't saying. But I ain't saying, but I'm just saying. I don't know if I could step. I don't know how. I don't know how hard I could step in the name of love. <coughs> not not child love. I can't step in the name of child love. Jesus. 
are we pronouncing 12 play wrong? Is it really like 12-year-old play? I don't know. Come on, man. Don't make me think about these things. On God. Speaking of my man, 21. Now, look. um, I am from Chicago. I was born in 85. Um, The only GOAT I acknowledge is Michael Jordan. I put that on my Jordan 1s, my Jordan 2s, my Jordan 3s, my Jordan 4s. Fun fact, I don't own a pair of Jordan 5s. I want to I don't currently own one. There are some classic pictures of me in the Chicago uh the the Chicago Fire ones or Fire the Chicago 5s. The ones with the black tongue. Was it the black tongue or was it the red tongue with the silver with this? I can't remember. There's pictures of me in them. <clears throat> But I haven't had one as, like, an adult adult. Um, I got sevens. I got nines. Fun fact, no tens. Um, Elevens, twelves, thirteens, sixteens. Which ones are those? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. I only got two pairs of LeBrons, all right? So that's my point, okay? I very rarely come to bat for him uh, on basketball stuff because especially when it comes to comparing Jordan, <coughs> for me it's not even close. They shouldn't be compared. They're two different players. All of those cop-out answers. I, LeBron's not a bad basketball player. He's a great basketball player, obviously. I just think Jordan is better. If I had to pick one to win it for me, I would pick Jordan. Um, but um, niggas is killing me with this shit, uh, killing, talking about him on, on the shop. I'm going to shoot him some bail real quick. Let me throw my LeBron cape on real fast. Now, <clears throat> LeBron's got this show called The Shop on HBO, um, where it's him... And Rich Paul, who I don't know why he's trying to be a celebrity now, but whatever. Get your money, boo-boo. And select celebrities. You know, on one episode, he had Jimmy Fallon and um, Jon Stewart and Candace Parker, tall, fine ass. Draymond Green. He's had Drake on there. That's where Drake talked all that shit about wanting to slap Pusha T. Come on, bro. Um, Come on, man. This is bad man teens. You're not about that life, man. Um... And uh, Mary J. Blige was on there talking about some shit. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, oh, no. That wasn't even. Was that was it on the shop he said that? I think that was. But he says that after he beat the 73 and whatever they were as warriors, he, that's when he thought he was the GOAT. <clears throat> I just want Michael to. Ja- Michael Jordan never said he was the GOAT. He just states facts. Okay. I would rather LeBron just stated facts. Hey, I've only won, I'm only so-and-so and so-and-so for the finals. I am I am the best Jerry West because I go a lot and I've actually won more than one. That's who he needs to be compared more to. There you Make LeBron a new logo. Go for that. He's that good. But he's not better than Jordan. And... He loses more than he wins in the finals. Let's keep it funky. Today's going to be another one. Or this year's going to be another one. 
So just relax. But I really need to know. And um, first off, he prides himself on being this rap aficionado or rap uh, historian, whatever. He's listening to this 21 Savage song. They talking about got that Jewish money. I don't necessarily know why that's an insult. I posted on my Facebook page that I need a real Jewish friend to have an honest conversation with because I need to know why being accused of having money outrages you so much. Now, a white friend of mine who is not Jewish but is white, so... Some depending on how you look at it, somewhat closer to me. If you remember, if you believe that you know the black man is a true Israelite, then I guess blacks and Jews are closer. But anyway, um, she said that it is because the means that they get the money, or the way in which they accumulate all of this money, is from being quote unquote cheap is from being very by the book according to contracts and and numbers not giving breaks on things just just being being very um it, it, i guess is more attributed to a a cheapness or a underhandedness um and not to a um and not to just like accumulating riches through honest hard work or something like that. I don't know. Um, But hardworking people are never really going to be praised for working hard because there's always someone else that's capitalizing off of their hard work. So, and and they're, they are in most societies in the end, considered to be the smart ones because they're getting the hardworking people to work for them instead of doing the actual hard work and still making the money. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is for the Holocaust to have been so much more recent than slavery and for them to have so much more of a, I don't want to say they capitalized off of it, but if, if it was a pendulum and the Holocaust was to swing one way, God damn, they got that motherfucker to swing the other way high as hell, boy. And I don't know how, I don't know how my people, my people, interpret that however you like. My people, after slavery, being so much further away than the Holocaust, still... Still have not seemed to, not seemed to gotten that pendulum to swing the fuck back. How do we do that? Jewish people, I wish I could, I, I want to intern with you. I want to learn. Do you have to sacrifice? Because see, black people are very nice. African Americans are very nice. We're very accepting. We are very uh, welcoming and inviting into our culture. And yes, come and taste the, the Come where the table is spread and the feast of black culture and black excellence is going on. But everybody wants to take a plate. And everybody not taking a plate home just to eat it. People is taking the plate home to break down the fucking recipes 
and then sell the motherfucking dinners out of the back of the house the next week at a lower price. And sacrificing the the quality, the the taste. The French describe it as the toir, nigga. The essence, my nigga, the essence. That that blackness, nigga. Anyway, um, you want to talk about some sneaker shit? That was kind of deep. There's no real way to to segue out of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't deep. I don't know, nigga. <coughs> um. Okay. So, black sports. Let's hit black sports real quick. Um. John Jones cheating ass. Now, I don't, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Uh, if you don't know who John Bones Jones is, he's, he's, if you don't know, he's the best light heavyweight of all time, period. Okay? He's beat everybody. Everybody. He's beat everybody. So, whoever you're about to say, if he's a light heavyweight, John Jones has either beat him or he wasn't good enough to fight him. Or that person wasn't good enough to fight Jones. Okay? He is also a huge fuck up, okay? Huge, okay? Um, admits to doing coke, partying, smoking weed, drinking. He he does it. Not ashamed of it, okay? Um, don't remember what year it was, but right after winning a crazy fight, uh, he gets into a car accident where he hits a pregnant woman, hops out of the vehicle to escape comes back to the vehicle because he forgot something and then runs off again. At no point did he check on the woman who it was later revealed was pregnant. I don't believe she was injured seriously. I think she just broke her arm. But still, six foot four, light heavyweight champion of the UFC gets into a car accident. His big ass hops out, runs off, runs back, and then runs off. <clears throat> um, so I think he paid his way out of that or um uh did some, you know, community service and shit like that. I don't know. Um but except for that motherfucker who beat up Christy Mac, uh War Machine, he he might be one of the biggest he's definitely the he's definitely the most famous big fuck up in the UFC. I'm sure there's some troubled niggas who've done some stupid shit. And I, but when I say niggas, I don't mean like when I, I'm sure there have been some troubled UFC fighters. Um, they obviously weren't as publicized or weren't as a big of a commodity to the organization as John Jones. Therefore, weren't, therefore weren't as talked about. Um, but it's, it's all about clarification of the rules. Because if the rule is, if it's in your system, you can't compete, then the level of it being in your system doesn't matter. And if you're still paying consequences for something you did years ago, then you still pay consequences for something you did years ago. When I look back, there are very few decisions that... Um, that I've made over my life that 
don't uh, that that reverberate throughout the whole life. You understand what I'm saying? Um, those are you know. Yeah, uh, it's a bunch of them. You know, one could say not finishing school. One could say uh, not moving out of Chicago at some point. One could say not having kids at a certain age with some with cer- with certain people. Uh, one could say uh, not ending relationships to uh, to to or, or not not ending relationships when I should have, or not starting other relationships when I should have. There's lots of you know not buying that echo jacket that I saw. Um, not buying no, not really going all in with wanting to buy sneakers and collect sneakers early, because uh, then at least it makes a little bit more sense. Um, not leaving, uh, not deciding to go back to Adidas at in, in Water Tower and be a team lead, and then work my way back up instead of being married to the idea of being a manager and being married to having a title and being out in Aurora losing my fucking mind. Um, these are these are decisions that reverberate throughout life. <clears throat> and um that is one that I don't even know where I was going with that. Where did I talk about decisions that reverberate through life? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consequences. Yeah. So you still had to deal with those consequences to this day. Like, even if it was something that you decided on in high school, something that you decided on in your early 20s, you still look back at those things and you get past them and you make other decisions and you, um, you know, you even it out. In some cases, you even make more decisions or have better decisions, you know, more positive decisions than the ones that you may look back and, and, and disagree on or would have redone. But you still have to deal with that shit. So, John Jones... If you cheat at some point, you took this shit. It got into your body. It's in there. So you can you can test negative for it, test negative for it, test negative for it, and then if you test positive for it, because of this pulsing effect, I'll buy that. I'll totally buy that. I'll totally buy that substances get um get into or are absorbed in different parts of the body. Some stuff is absorbed more heavily to the muscle. Some things are absorbed more heavily to fat cells and sticks to fat cells. I will totally buy that you take something and it has stored itself in your fat cells and through your weight cuts and through your weight fluctuations, it goes up and down. It does have some kind of pulsing effect into your system. I, I'll buy it. But it's in there. It's in there now. You fucked up. Sorry. I know that sounds cold. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But sorry. It's in there, bro. Now we got to go forward and deal with the consequences of that. Look at me being Mr. Consequence, man. Daryl Strawberry. Everybody know Daryl Strawberry? <clears throat> Apparently, Daryl Strawberry was a really good baseball player. I didn't know that. I wasn't a real big big baseball fan. The only time I heard about Daryl Strawberry is when he had just got done, when he had just got caught doing coke or doing drugs and getting suspended, or when he was coming back from being suspended for doing crack or doing coke or doing drugs, or being a joke about doing crack or doing uh, coke or doing drugs. 
So that is the only that's the only way I really know Daryl Strawberry. Like I'm not from New York, so I don't know all the legend of, of you know whatever you need to call them on them up. He recently came out and said weed is a gateway drug. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but Daryl Strawberry is not the one to say this. Daryl Strawberry has a drug. He's very specific. He be on that white girl. Either free base or through the nose. He either going to toot it or he going to smoke it. Okay. Um, Daryl Strawberry has been accused of doing blow in between innings of baseball games. So he has a specific, he's a specific drug. Bumps between innings. Fucking chicks between innings. He's got a drug of choice. He's a different kind of junkie. I've known junkies like him. <clears throat> oh, man, come on now. Y'all don't know my life. I've known junkies like Daryl Strawberry who will, be, who will be loading up a base pipe talking about how, how bad weed is for you. Nigga, you sound stupid. Oh, no, nah, I don't snort it. I don't snort it. I got, I, I'd rather smoke it. Why? Fuck up your nose. Yeah? Coke fucks up your nose, but you'd rather smoke a rock and get rock in your throat? You wildin', cuz. You wildin'. So, you know, Daryl Strawberry, relax, bro. Fall back. Gateway drug. Nigga. I don't know nobody that smoked a joint and then put a needle in their arm. <laughs> and that's extreme, of course. But, nigga, a gateway drug is um is Vicodin. <laughs> Fuck me. A gateway drug is, uh, is oxycodone. Oxycontin. That's a gateway drug, my G. That's a gateway drug. Percocet. That's a gateway drug. Stop it. Marijuana is a, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything catchy to call it, but it's not a gateway drug. Whatever. Um, my marijuana use has caused me to eat Ritz fudge dip crackers at an astounding rate. If you don't know what Ritz fudge, Ritz Fudge dipped crackers are special edition. They only come around holiday season. They are Ritz crackers. The perfect buttery, flaky Ritz cracker dipped in fudge. Huh. Oh my God. It's the most amazing thing ever. And uh, it has ruined any thoughts of a diet this holiday season. Um. They're not horrible, but once I put my Rojo thing on them, which is a very generous scoop of peanut butter in between two, it's like the best Nutty Buddy you've ever tasted. They're amazing. Uh, they've been on sale for uh, like two for five or one eighty nine in some places, but now they're not on sale anywhere, and they're fucking four ninety seven. So. Needless to say, it is the end of my uh, <laughs> my uh, Ritz fudge dip cracker 
season because I can't. I'm I'm not finna buy that. I'm not finna pay for that just to ruin my diet. And I think it may have knocked me back into allergic being allergic to chocolate. Not that I'm not that I'm 100% sure I was ever allergic to chocolate. That might have just been something that my parents told me as a kid to ruin my childhood. But I have been getting some small bumps on my back and sh- on my shoulders and arms, which is usually which was attributed to supposedly eating peanuts and chocolate when I was a kid. Uh but I've later in my life kind of just attributed to like this, being in the sun and having into the sun, but this it's winter time right now. There's no there is sun, but I haven't really been exposed to it. And they're kind of showing up. So I'm kind of concerned about that. Uh, But not really. Because I'm about to not be eating them. And I'm just going to flush my system. Uh, But yeah, I can't wait for those to be on. Um, I will give you a little piece of information while I've been gone. I have been driving a lot of Uber. Um, Listen. If you drive for Uber. When you come out and you get into the car. Or when when you come outside... Uh, unless you're in like a really busy place, like outside of a bar, outside of a restaurant, wh- why do you have to walk around to the front of my car and look at my license plate? Verify the license plate. Verify my big ass car, which you have a picture of on your phone, and then get in and say your stupid name. Listen, I don't want to talk to you. Not really. If I have to, if you really want to talk, I'll talk, but I don't want to talk. That's not my preference. I'd rather just be quiet. I want you in and out of my car uh, as soon as possible. I do want to, I do want to be able to see you in my back mirror because I'm often off that medicinal, not while it's driving, but just because I'll get into it and a good song will come on. And then I'll forget that somebody's in the back seat. So there have already been people that have seen me dance and sing and, uh, do little moves that no one probably should see me do. But I have forgotten that they were in the back seat and they got a little preview or something. Nothing freaky. But some might call it seductive. Um, Rojo Show episode 85. This is a condensed version. No guests. I just wanted to get in here and talk to y'all a little bit. Um, leave comments, thoughts, prayers, questions, ideas. Listen, I had a good friend of mine ask, um, under what circumstances can a man not come if he's having sex? My first question to her was, how many times had y'all had sex before? She said three. I said, oh, well, he just got a little dead dick. Dead dick, you say? Yeah, man, dead dick. Because man getting his dick hard is a physiological response to a mental and visual stimulus. And we are idiots, okay? You ever see a murder movie or like an action movie where something, uh, the motherfucker has a gun, he has a crazy flashback, and he starts... Baka, 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 baka. He empties the clip, and then he just keeps pulling the trigger until it just click, 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 click. You ever see that? Listen, if you if you keep your prostate healthy, and if you got especially if you're a young man, but men, period, that is our dick will just get hard if it keeps getting stimulated. It'll just get hard, get hard, get hard, get hard, get hard. 
Now, what does not have that same um, stamina is the sensitive parts of our penis. The head, the shaft, depending on if you've been snipped. I don't know nothing about you turtleneck niggas out there. But um, those parts will not withstand the weathering and will not withstand how much our eyes and brain will tell our dick to get hard. So it'll be hard and won't be able to feel shit. And you'll just be knocking at, you'll just be knocking it up against something, and it'll just be hard, and you won't even really feel it. Therefore, you can't properly finish. But you don't have to worry about getting blue balls because they're already empty at that point. You just respond into shit because that's what motherfucking dicks do. Which I wish women maybe should understand a little bit more, right? I don't know. Episode eighty-five. This is the Rojo Show. It's my little uh, new relationship advice segment. Uh, hit me up, show at gmail.com. Uh, SoundCloud, Shy Rojo Presents, The Rojo Show. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good shit. Get at me. As usual, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. One.